One Hand Speaks. Here we go, my friends, the beginning of season four, One Hand Speaks Storytelling Podcast. Last week, I did not post a podcast. Therefore, this week, I am doing a two-parter. I will post the first part and the second part back-to-back. You can check them both out. I thought it'd be... I thought it'd be good to open up season four with a little more personal, a little more family, a little more, uh, a little more depth, I guess. I was just thinking about this today because I am looking for a new prosthesis or sometimes referred to as a prosthetist, though I don't think they prefer using that phrase very often, Uh, trying to upgrade my artificial arm which for a month and a half I couldn't find, and then maybe for two years I didn't even use. But I am spending more time on my bicycle, and it would be nice to actually get that functioning again so I can get after it a little more like I've done in the past. And searching for people to help make an arm or upgrade my prosthetic arm... Well, it kind of reminds me of some stuff from the past. And I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. Let me let me just get to it. As you know, I've spent my entire life without two hands. And when I was younger, I spent, uh, well, you know, probably the first 15 years of my life wearing a prosthetic hook. And it was like my whoopee. I never went anywhere without it. I always wore it. I rarely took my shirt off. And it was kind of a thing. Sometimes I think maybe not a great thing, but I did use that very well, and it was part of how I identified with myself. And at the same time, I also slightly hid behind it. So, you know, I even wore it when I I used to play baseball, which is totally bizarre. Now that I think about it, just totally bizarre. But, hey, I was young and slightly confused and things of that nature. But I'll tell you what, I actually have all my prosthetic arms, or I I like to refer to them as hooks because I have the, the, the caliper end, not the hand. I have them all, every one that I've ever had in a box in storage right now. And I was thinking about those today when I was thinking about uh, having to go upgrade the one that I have right now, my carbon fiber one. And I have one that's so small. And it doesn't even have a hook. It's got a little like baby mitten on the end, Uh, a a somewhat soft mitten. It looks like a hand. Looks like a hand. And uh, I guess when I was really young, I, I did have a hook, but I knocked myself in the head with it and almost knocked myself out. So they gave me a softer one. And then, of course, over the years, I've just acquired many. Because, as you know, or even if you don't know, kids grow up fast. And I often hear parents uh, talking about how much money they spend on kids' clothes. Like, oh, I just bought them that, and then, you know, a week later they're outgrowing it. And then we're talking about prosthetic body parts here. These ain't cheap. And it took me a long time to realize how much they actually cost like if I had to throw down some cash money for those things 
And uh, okay, yeah, around 5,000. And that was a couple decades ago. I'm sure they're much more expensive now in some arenas. And of course, they're uh, bioelectric. So there's a lot of great stuff going on. And but, and but, great transition. There are digital printers, 3D printers that people are making this kind of stuff out of. But I, you know, I, I've just been really contemplating this because a couple of decades ago, I had to look at the cost of them and I couldn't afford to get a new one because I didn't have an in insurance and I really couldn't drop the uh, $5,000, you know. So I, I had to kind of, you know, duct tape, basically jimmy rig my arm together because I've done so much damage to it on my bicycle. So back then and even now, I... I I actually, I had one of those life moments, you know, when you're younger, you don't really think so much about what your parents do for you. And then certainly sometimes not even financially, let alone just, you know, the unrepayable kindness of parents. But I was thinking about that. I was like, these things ain't cheap. And, you know, we didn't really have huge amounts of money. Well, you know, we, we didn't really have disposable money growing up. My parents took very good care of us, my brothers and I, but I had an extra cost and, uh, you know, I, I'm just amazed that they were able to cover the cost. And I don't really know how they paid for it or if they even paid for it. I just have these, I just have these interesting memories of, you know, when I was very, very young, very young, three, four, five, six, something like that, just going to Chicago. You know, the thing is, is I don't even really, I vaguely maybe remember one memory with my aunt. I think my aunt and my father took me once, my father's sister. Um, but I don't really have any real distinct memories of what occurred at the appointment. But I do remember taking a number of long drives, and I knew it had something to do with my arm. And I think, you know, I think it might have been a Shriners thing. I'm not quite sure, but my parents worked it out where I was able to, you know, have arms, right? <laughs> Which is, I think, something most people don't think about. Yeah, I, you know, uh, I had to upgrade every couple of years when I was younger. And then, of course, you know, when I got to be like 15 to 18, I think... I maybe got a new one, and then I might have got one when I was like 27. That might be the one that I still have now. You know, so of course, as you grow less, I have to have less. And, you know, I don't need a lot of attachments or anything like that. Basically, I stopped wearing them when I was probably 20, 22. I just kept it permanently tied to my bicycle. That made the most sense for for me. I, I don't really wear artificial arms, and I have a number of podcasts about why I don't want to have a prosthetic hand or a bionic arm or anything like that. Um, because basically this is, you know, this is how I showed up. I came out of the box this way and I'm very, very comfortable in my one-handedness. But I, you know, it's, it's an interesting contemplation that, uh, you know, what parents do and kind of what my, 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 my parents dealt with for a long time, just financially or time or, you know, how they put themselves out to, to take care of me. You know, you can never really, you cannot, it's not a matter of really, you cannot deny the unconditional love a parent, especially a mother, has for their child and what they're willing to do and 
and uh, how they make it work, you know. And then even today, just 20 minutes ago, I was talking to my mother about uh, her granddaughter, which is, of course, my niece. My niece has kids, and one of them kind of has some medical issues, and it just, you know, it's just costing some scratch that's hard to come by. And and so, yeah, I was reaffirmed to just kind of sharing this, I don't know, this contemplation about that. And I think I think I used to have to go to Chicago because there wasn't any place we could go to in South Bend, Indiana. Uh, it's like 90 miles east of Chicago where I grew up, where I could get fitted or taken care of. Or, you know, maybe there was no Shriners at the time there. Or, you know, honestly, I don't even know. I should ask my mom about that. You know what? I, I think I might ask her about that later today. We'll see. I got to go teach a little Aikido right now, and we're going to try some social distancing, martial arts, weapons training. We're not even going to touch each other. Just uh, just do some Aikido, uh, which will be great, which will be which will be great. Um, but then then later, I, I must have been eight or nine or ten. I remember that some company opened up where uh some prosthetic company opened up and it was just kind of these like really burly foreigners. You know, I don't know where they were from. It could have been like one of the Slavic countries or something. I, I, I had no idea. And, uh, yeah, it, you know, one of the things I remember from visiting him was kind of the smell or them, you know, that, that place, because they did a lot of, well, they did chemical work and, you know, they're using, I, had to get fitted for cast to make molds and there was just this entire long process and it you know it's a thing it's really a thing and and when I was younger I I have all the, I had all these diagrams of prosthetic hooks that I wanted to create and you know just adaptive things to help me do things you know and uh inspector gadget kind of style for you for for you old school cats out there you know and uh it's such a, I have just these really vague memories. Yeah, it was a long time ago, but it was just, I, I kind of felt uncomfortable, even though I knew I was getting helped. And, uh, and even once in college, I think I still have this artificial arm that I got when I went to the University of Washington, when I lived in Seattle, after I left Indiana, I was trying to get into prosthetic school. They have a really nice prosthetic school there. And, uh, you know, I didn't make the cut, but I did get to sit in. They used me as like a guinea pig so their their students could practice on me. And and I, I still have their arm. I, I, I know I still have that arm around somewhere. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, it's such an interesting reflection. That's the word I was looking for. When I look back on my life, especially those really early years when I was a kid, you know, it's funny, the only thing I really remember is the transportation. You know, I just remember, the, you know, parents kind of getting me ready and then there was a long drive and then, I don't know, I I just kind of remember then having a new arm. And I was always very hard on them. That's what these Slavic guys in South Bend, Indiana would say. They're like, well, you are, you are in here a lot and you just, you tear these things apart. I was pretty hard on them because I was always pushing it as a kid and riding my bike really hard and that kind of stuff, which I just enjoyed doing. And uh, I want to enjoy doing it again. So, you know, I'm getting ready. I looked at some places today. I'm going to be given a call tomorrow and we're going to see how that works out. We're going to see how that works out. Um, 
So yeah, you know, I remember when I finally was in a position, and I think it was when I moved to Boise about 20, 20 some odd years ago, I was probably right around 29 or 30, and I really needed a prosthetic arm. And I actually upgraded my insurance at work, and I was able to get one. Um, and this one was carbon fiber. It was, you know, and it's still pretty cool. I, I don't, I haven't worn it that much, honestly, once I stopped doing a lot of biking. Um, but man, I, I'm telling you what, you know what, I'm really excited to get my arm upgraded. I need some new internal sleeves um, so it fits well, so I can bike well. And then hopefully I can take a look at some of the new upgrades and see what's going on, that kind of thing. So, um, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm, I really want to give my, give my mother some thanks, and I'll, I'll talk to her later about this, just, you know, Everything that parents do for kids, I don't have kids, so I, I, I don't really know what that's like, but they, they really put themselves out, and I'm sure I was not an inexpensive endeavor, though I don't know how much parents really consider that, even though I know they discuss it, but those arms aren't cheap, and uh, somehow they made it work, and, and to this day, I still don't know, but I'm... I'm going to inquire a little bit and maybe I'll share some of that with you on uh, the part two. And part two is mostly going to be, I don't know, just talking about kind of my excitement for getting a new arm. Now, how many of you can say that? Because <laughs> it's not so much the new arm. I just can't wait to get back on my bicycle again. Okay, my friends. And with that, stay cool, be safe. <laughs> Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Alejandro with One Hand Speaks. Find me online at onehandspeaks.com and all your social media outlets. <laughs>